everybody, what's going on? How you doing out there? It's me, Victor Sarung. And I'm going to talk some garbage today about this chick named Nora who was a horrible mother. She was horrible because she was a neglectful mother. Why was she neglectful? Because she neglected her children over drugs, specifically Ready Rock, Crack Rock. She and her former husband who passed away were junkies, okay? Now, to Nora's credit, she's not a junkie no more. But being that she and her former husband were junkies, she lost her three sons in the process, meaning that they were taken away from her and her husband by the city, by the state, and her parents, her children's grandparents, adopted them. Her parents, her children's grandparents, became the mother and father of the children that she and her husband, her former husband Solomon, was supposed to take care of. See, many, many, many years ago, Nora and Solomon had their three sons in a car, and they both had their sons in the car parked in a drug-infested area to go buy drugs. And they left them in the car for a long, long, long time. Now, this took place in Miami. This, this whole thing took place in Miami, in a drug-infested area of Miami. And... The sons were basically little children, like ages three and four years old. And they left them in the car in this drug-infested area of Miami. At the time, it was really, really drug-infested. But now, it's, it's not as bad, and the area that they left their children in, it's, it's um, mellowed out. But anyhow, so Nora and Solomon went to go buy the drugs, and they left the children in the car for a long, long time. And I guess they not only went to go buy drugs, but I guess do the drugs at the place they were buying from. And somebody noticed that the children were in the car for a long time. So the police were called and the children were taken away. So fo events followed and Nora and Solomon lost custody of the children. And so now, I guess the two of them were in shame. And they basically gave up their lives to the streets. Nora's mother and father had no clue, no inkling of Nora's whereabouts. I was told that Nora's father would sit in front of the television set every night watching the news to see if something happened to Nora. You see, a lot of people blame Solomon for Nora's downfall. They said that, they say that, that is when I say they, her friends and family said that uh, Solomon got Nora into drugs. Nora married Solomon at the age of 19. She was very inexperienced when it came to men. 
So she married this Solomon. I guess he must have put really good game on her. And they had the children, but they were drug addicts. She knew Solomon, I guess, when he was a drug addict. And you know how it is with, with a lot of these drug addicts. They're very fun to be around. You know, because they, they go out to parties. They know how to joke around. They know how to get down. They know how to have fun. They know how to do things. You know, because drug addicts are always in the scene somewhere. You know, they're always doing something. And a lot of women are intrigued by these junkies. But you see, the thing is, when the junkies have not become full-blown junkies, they're fun to be with, okay? And women love the excitement of a, of a junkie who's not really a full-blown junkie. When I say, what I'm trying to say is, before the junkie becomes a full-blown junkie, they're just doing drugs as a means of socializing, of having fun, of just relaxing, or of um, getting in the mood to do things, you know, to go out, to meet people. So, Nora met Solomon, most likely, when he was not really, like, being a junkie, because he needed the drugs. He really, his body physically needed the drugs. See, so she married Solomon at 19 while he was just doing it, doing drugs as a means of socialization, let's say, of socializing. And Nora got into drugs, I guess, also to be down with Solomon and to be down with the, with the scene. You see, they didn't seem to care that they lost their sons. They lost custody of their children. They just continued doing the drugs. Nora told me that one time she had $80,000, $80,000 saved up. And all of that got blown away on Crack Rock, on Ready Rock. Her and Solomon smoked it up. Her and Solomon smoked up all that money and they were basically living like vagabonds. I heard about one time they had, um, Solomon and Nora were offered work at this hotel on Okeechobee Road in Miami. And I forgot the name of the hotel, but the hotel is basically located... Um, like between, it's like it's located between uh, West Fourth Avenue, and it's along that street going up towards West Eighth Avenue. It's it's one of those hotels, uh, motels that is, and they got offered work there. And Nora was basically like the maid, and her husband was like, uh, like a janitor. They blew the job because what they were doing. They were basically doing drugs in the hotel room. So instead of doing their work, or they would do some of their work, and when they weren't doing their work, they were doing drugs. They were doing drugs in a hotel room at their job. See, drugs took over Nora's life. And it took over Solomon's life too. As the years went by, they stopped doing drugs. 
okay? They realized that the drugs messed up their lives. Their Nora's family wanted nothing to do with her. They, they gave up on her. So Nora and Solomon, they kind of they settled down, and Solomon developed lung problems from smoking cigarettes. And Nora basically was basically his caretaker. Later on, her husband died because of the complications, lung complications from smoking cigarettes. So her husband died, and she became a widow. But luckily for Nora, she got a widow's, some sort of widow's pension. She decided she wants to move back in with her family. Now, here's the thing I have to mention. After her husband died, her father died, and her sister died. And this was, I was told, in a nine-month period. So her husband died, Solomon died, her sister died, and her father died. I felt really bad for her. I felt really bad for her. But her family didn't really want nothing to do with her because she basically was like F you to the family and chose drugs over her family. So now that Solomon's dead, her sister died, her father died, I guess she felt this was a good time to move in with her mother and her sister's um, widowed husband, her husband who's a widow. And that's when things got bad because they didn't want Nora in the house. Nora and the, the, her sister's husband would always go at it. They were always fighting. And Nora would say, well, this is my house. This is my family's house. Okay, you don't belong here. And she would try to tell her mother, kick, kick him out the house. Kick him out the house. He doesn't belong here. He, he's, not, he's not family. And the mother would not take Nora's side. The, Nora would, the, the mother would take the husband's side. And rightfully so, because the husband was basically a member of the family. Nora abandoned the family for drugs. Her son, one of her sons was staying with, at, with the mother. And the son did not even care for Nora, who was his mother. Nobody wanted Nora in that house. Nora was basically annoying to the family. Nora would be sitting outside the house on the phone till the wee hours of the morning bothering me, okay? Because when I met Nora, I felt bad for her, and, you know, and I, I, I hung out with Nora like one, one day, her and a friend. And... um. I gave Nora my phone number, and then she constantly blew up my phone. On the regular. When I say on the regular, I mean like every half hour calling me up, calling me up every half hour to talk nonsense, to talk about stupidness. And even when I talked to her, the conversation didn't even make sense. And she kept calling me up. She'd be sitting outside her house to the wee hours of the morning bothering me. You know, and me at the time, I was a nice guy. I felt sorry for her. So, you know, I would, I would conversate with her and engage in these meaningless conversations. But the family was like, you know, you, you're attracting attention. Because, you know, where, where the family lived was, was um, in an area called Miami Gardens. And 
you know where they where they were at. It's it's not the best of areas where they were living at in, in Miami Gardens, and they didn't really want to be attracting attention. But Nora didn't care, you know, because Nora was a selfish person, and she still is a selfish person. Her son was basically on friendly terms. One of her sons, that is, was on friendly terms with Nora. Her two other sons want nothing to do with her nor the husband. They wanted nothing to do with, 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 with Nora and the husband. Well, the husband died, and they still didn't care. As a matter of fact, when her husband died, none of her children went to the funeral. None of her children went to her, her husband's funeral, who was their father, because he abandoned them. Both of them abandoned them. So why should the children go to the father's funeral? Nora was like, they should forgive him. They should forgive him. They should have went to his funeral. She was telling me that. And her friend was telling me that too, that they should forgive him. Why should they go to his funeral? Why should they waste the time to go to his funeral? He wasn't in their life. The father knew more about crack rock. He knew more about smoking ready rock than he knew about his own children's needs. Like Nora. Nora knew more about the drug areas, the drug spots. She probably knew more about the, the other drug addicts than she knew about her own children. See, that's, that, that's what a drug addict is like. That's what a junkie is. The junkies know everything about the drug scene. They know at all who's doing what, who's selling um, rock, who's selling cocaine, who's selling meth, who's selling prescriptions, who got the best prices. They, they know... They know um, the, the hotels that they can go to to do their drugs. They know the, the garbage dumpsters that they can hide behind to do their drugs. They know about everything, even um, selling their bodies, where to sell their bodies for the drugs. They know all this stuff, but they know nothing about their own children. I found out that Solomon used to pimp Nora to get drug money. Think about that. Her own husband pimped her, was her pimp, to get money to do more drugs. Her children found this out. Her family found this out. Her mother and father found this out. She brought a lot of shame to the family. I looked up Nora on the internet, and it was true. She was, she was actually arrested and locked up for prostitution. And when I saw the picture of her face, I was like, whoa, that face was... It was very beastly. She looks very beastly. I mean, even when I met her, she looked very beastly. She looked like she'd been through hard times. She really did prostitute herself. She really, she let her own self get pimped up by her, her husband, her former husband, for some drugs. I imagine being a child and finding out that your own mother was pimped out by your father for drugs. I imagine having to live with that knowledge. You know, and what's so interesting is that Nora, after all of this, after her husband passed away, her father passed away, her sister passed away, when I met her, she all of a sudden became so religious, going to church, into God and Jesus, into religion. But she wasn't into religion when she was basically whoring herself out there for those drugs. She wasn't. Religious, she wasn't into um, God and Jesus when she was. She neglected her children and left the children in the car for a long, long time to go buy drugs and do drugs. She wasn't thinking about their safety. She wasn't religious back then. 
But now she's religious because she lost everything. She she basically lost all her her family relationship ties because of drugs. Now, let's fast forward to the present. She met this sucker by the name of Angel. And Angel has a house. Angel has a car. She hooked up with Angel and now she wants to get married. What does she do for Angel? Nora takes care of Angel's mother. Because Angel's mother is, you know, way, way up in up in years, you know, and, and needs help. So basically, Nora is Angel's mother's caretaker. Now, I don't see what he sees in Nora, but like I said, you know, what's ugly to me is beautiful to somebody else. So who am I to judge? But I'll tell you this, though. Every time I would run into Nora, she, she had a smell to her. There was, a, there was this smell of like several days funk coming, emanating out of her pores, out of her skin. I would I, I would smell this funk. And the, 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 what I felt bad about was that she used to like me, but I couldn't like her because that smell also turn, would turn me off. Not only the face, but the smell would turn me off. And I just couldn't get myself turned on. And I felt really bad because she did like me. But if a person smells badly... And when I say bad, I'm not talking about bad like after doing like a hard day's worth of work or you went out exercising and you're sweating. I'm not talking about that kind of bad smell because that's fine with me. I'm just talking about you come to see a guy that you like and you stink. Okay? That's a turn off. Like you could that this the girl could at least get in the get in the shower and bathe. Okay, a quick bath, a quick shower, and then come see the guy you like. But you see, she just came smelling stink around me. And I'm smelling this, this day's old funk. She stink. It, it's a turn off. I cannot get turned on by a girl that smells. Really, I cannot. I know right now she's not really bathing regularly, so I can't understand how this this new man that she got, Angel, can tolerate her smell. Unless he smells himself too, unless he got some poor hygiene just like Nora. So I guess they're meant for each other. What I found out was that Nora plans to get married to Angel, and if she gets married, she's married into his house, into his finances. He has a house and he has, he has a car. So if Angel doesn't get a prenup, she's going to be married into all of that. Meaning that what's his is hers also by marriage. So if I was Angel, I would get a prenup. It's amazing. It's amazing how people can just choose hardcore drugs over their family. You see, the, the thing about her meeting Angel was a new step for Nora. I mean, Nora... I, I was told is, is happier now. Her family's happy because she moved out of the house. And they, they couldn't stand her being there. So now she has a new life with this fella that has a house and a car. Once they get married, she has a house and she has a car. She has a job to take care of, of her boyfriend's mother. And 
hey, you know, I feel good. I feel glad for her. Now, the thing is, her family, they're not going to forget how she neglected everybody to run around the streets of Miami with Solomon doing drugs. Her two, two of her sons want nothing to do with her, but I heard that they, they're, they're successful in their lives. So, in a way, it's good that she wasn't around her family because if she still stayed with her family, with Solomon, who knows what could have happened. Things could have really gotten bad. Maybe her sons... If they, if they um, weren't taken away from her and Solomon, they probably could have been drug addicts their damn self. But things have turned out better. Solomon's dead. Her children, even her other son that is on friendly terms with her, he's doing good. Her two other sons are really successful. Nora is marrying into a house and a car. And her boyfriend's mother has a caretaker, has a home attendant. But here's my advice to any of you out here listening to this. If you got a family, if you got children, if you got children, I don't care what is on your mind. I don't care what feeling you got. If you decide to take your money and time and put it into drugs instead of putting it into your children, you're a piece of garbage. You are a piece of garbage. If you choose drugs over your children, you're a piece of garbage. You're a smelly piece of garbage like Nora. Anyway, people, it's me, Victor Sarung. And thank you for taking the time to listen to me talk garbage. Bye now.